Welcome to Strata. I'm Glenn. And I'm Brandon. Welcome to the Minds on Muscle podcast. Fitness Pro Mentors, welcome to another episode of the Minds on Muscle podcast. Glenn and I are super excited to talk today about some really cool stuff. But as we're jumping into this, as always, we are doing this episode live. So if you are in the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group, chat with us, ask questions, let's get you involved. We're excited about it. And second, I'm really excited that myself, Glenn, and Taylor this Friday from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we are doing a webinar with three specific topics. We're gonna be talking about client management, social media masterclass, and how to build a business ecosystem to ultimately help you make your six-figure and ultimately seven-figure personal training businesses happen. We're really excited about this because these three topics are key topics that in the mentorship have been a game changer for our clients. So we're really excited about it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Glenn? Well, I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I love talking about social media, which is a far cry sometimes because I used to not like social media at all, but I'm starting to, I'm not starting to be one over. I am one over. And the only caveat I will say to what Brandon said is it's actually 2 to 3.30. 2 to 3.30, not 2 to 3. 2 to 3.30, we'd spend a half an hour talking. So if you want to get the full kabam la live and in color, Two to three thirty. Two to three thirty, and it is free in the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. So wherever you're listening to this, if you're listening to this into the future, join the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group because we plan on doing a bunch more free events. We're really excited about it openly. I'm actually testing the Zoom webinar platform, live streaming it to the group. So I'm excited to see how that goes as well with transitions. So if you see some technological difficulties, that's why. But it's going to be a blast. Lots of great information. Please tell your friends, tell everyone, join the group. And today. On that note, we've got a fun topic we're talking about. Community. Community. Community and culture. Glenn and I have talked to our good friend Curtis Clay in Seattle many times about culture within a facility. And there's lots of things you can do that create an environment in your facility that make people feel more comfortable. What are some of the things that people can do? To make people feel more comfortable? In a community. I, in, in a community? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is a community is a group of like-minded people. So having a facility or a place where, you're, you, where you know your ideal target audience and you know their pains, their discomforts, what they want to achieve in life, what they want, having your place as a hub, that culture, that community is going to go a long way to making them feel welcome. One of the things that I know a lot of people in our mentorship have struggled with is trying to be for everybody. They'll do pain uh, management for some people, weight loss for other people. They'll offer athletics too. And that mishmash creates a little bit of confusion about what is this place for. So intrinsically, when people know that your facility is the destination for who they are in their tribe, the second they walk through the doors, they're already going to feel more welcomed. Now, when we think about a community, I'm thinking about people that like being at the place that they are, right? Smiling faces, the kind of music that the ideal target audience or your client might love to listen to, welcoming faces, people willing to be open and discuss stuff with people. I mean, for me, that makes me feel welcome. I don't want to go to a place where the first person that I see kind of looks at me and does one of these, Brandon, where they look and then, and then you're like, okay, and then you move forward, right? And then that instinctively primes people coming into, into your facility to feel uncomfortable. And if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you know how strongly we feel about the priming effect or the primacy effect that whatever people's first experience is to you and your facility, they're going to be anchored to that. So having smiley faces and welcoming people when new people enter your doors is, in my opinion, so key. What do you got, Brandon? 
Honestly, I couldn't agree more. And I would have to say that if you take that idea of community and culture, and we extend it very quickly. Now, we're going to talk about some three-step, a three-step content to sales process that we teach in our mentorship. Openly, we'll tell you about it because there's a lot more details to it, but I'm excited to share it with you. But in your facility, I mean, everything about your facility creates a welcoming or non-welcoming environment to specific demographics. The color of your building, the shape of your machines, the people that are coming into your space, the music you play, like Glenn said, all that comes into it. And so if you want to talk more about that, Let's say talk to Curse Clay because he's done a great job with his facility. We're happy to tell you more about Strat. If you have any questions, please ask in the comment section. But openly, the Resistance Training Specialist Program had a small course called The Missing Link, which was a four-hour professional development course. And honestly, it talked all about that. It talked about the experience of how people perceive your facility. Openly, when people see Strata and they see yellow, <laughs> yellow is not a great color. Most people, I don't know. Do you like yellow? I do like yellow. I, I mean, listen, that could be me. I associate it with the sunshine and happy things. I also think, though, it's distinctive. I mean, for us, and that's I know I knew that's where you're going with this, is that most times when you walk into an exercise facility, you don't see yellow. I think red's a very popular color, right? Good Life Fitness here in Canada is red and white. I think blue's also a very popular color. You see that at LA Fitness. A lot of people go with the, and you might see this more at CrossFit gyms. It seems to me, and this is not a, a quip against them at all, but it's a little bit more of like a grungy feel. There's more graffiti. It's a little bit yeah. more edgy, so to speak. Same thing, very similarly with powerlifting gyms. And all these different, I think, colors and the way things look give your client an idea of what you might be about. Like if I walk into a facility and I see powerlifters with chains on their barbells, big guys, chalk all over the place, um, maybe not the most attention to detail in terms of cleanliness. And again, this is not a quip on anyone, but this has been my experience going to some powerlifting places. The thoughts that come with that are if you are, let's say a 65 year old person dealing with pain and discomfort, get me the heck out of here. Like this, I already don't think this is gonna be for me. I feel uncomfortable, but maybe you're a 25 year old kid and that's your ideal demographic and they're coming in, they're seeing this, this to them could be like heaven. Yeah. Right, so yeah, the way yeah. your facility looks, the the colors that it presents do go a long way in telling a story about your facility, and that's really what we try to tell people in our mentorship all the time. Is like, what kind of story are you telling with all the different things that you do? Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I would say that one thing on top of that, before we lead into our conversation today, but this is all kind of leading into that direction is, so I managed a physiotherapy and chiropractic clinic. I was doing some marketing stuff at a place called Maximum Fitness, which is a really big gym, but it had a physio clinic in the back. And as many of you know, I'm an exercise professional. So I use exercise-based services to figure out exercise-based solutions for my clients so they can feel better, move better, get better fitness-based adaptations, and they can do what they want with their body more. I absolutely Love it. But one of the things that happened is because of my unique target audience, where I work with more people who are over the age of 65, and generally speaking, a more female demographic, this grungy, hard, maximum fitness facility with rusty barbells and all that I love to work out in, because I'm a nerd like that, my clients didn't feel safe. And funny enough, none of them told me that they didn't feel safe in there until I left that gym and I opened Strata. And they would say, you know, Brandon, I really didn't feel too good about being in that facility, but I always came there to see you, which is real powerful testament to me and my, honestly, that they felt comfortable to come see me. But it was interesting because if it weren't for me, they would have never come into that building. And even if there was an amazing professional, just like you, just like you in that back room and they didn't know about you or who you were and you didn't have a great reputation, they wouldn't have come in because the facility was scary. Red and blue 
ultimately are very great marketable colors. Red is one of the most notable, noticeable colors possible, and blue is a very friendly and enjoyable color. So that's why you see so many of those. I chose yellow because in my facility and based off of previous people that I've worked with, that blue and red were very common. So I wanted to pick a color that really stood out. Yellow is not the most beautiful color, but it does stand out. It is happy and it's great. And so that helps us create a unique community and culture within our facility. But what I do think we should talk about, I don't want to go on tangents because Glenn and I can really talk about this stuff because there's so much we care about with this for you, is how do you create a community? How do you create a form of community that actually helps you in your sales content to cash process? Glenn, what do you think about community? So it's interesting because when I think about community... I think about sports teams I've played on. I think about places that I like to go and frequent where all my friends are or colleagues are, like Strata, for example. So when I think about building community, I think about like-minded people coming together towards a common purpose. That, I think, for me, is the first thing that I think about. And it's one of the reasons why we are so big about knowing your ideal target audience to begin with is because when you know your ideal target audience and you know them really, really well, what makes them tick, all this different like psychographic and demographic information, you have a pretty good idea of the kind of facility they want to see and the kind of facility that they want to be at, but the kind of community that they want to be a part of. And once you know the kind of community, the kind of person that you like to work with wants to be a part of, you can start creating and doing the stuff that you need to in order to make that a reality. Communities do one thing, and this is, I think, of utmost paramount, is they communicate and they talk with each other. And they use your communicating and talking with each other about A, common interests and passions, or B, the thing that they're gathered there for, right? People come to Strata, and we had this at one point here, which were community walks, right? Where people would come, and they would just go on a community walk together. Maybe they wouldn't necessarily talk about exercise the entire time. In fact, it's very likely they didn't talk about exercise the entire time, but because our demographic here at Strata is 65 plus, mostly women, the people on the walk were mostly women, and they were discussing the kind of things that 65-year-old women would talk about. Their families, their friends, recipes and things they like creating, other struggles they're having with family life. Now, I won't pretend I know all that kind of stuff because I wasn't on those walks myself, but I know the kind of stuff that my clients talk about because I talk about that with them. And family and the things they go through their family is a huge one. Where the trips they're planning to go on and traveling because they're starting to hit that retirement age, all this kind of stuff is what they're going to talk about. So creating a community and a place where people feel comfortable talking about this and expressing themselves for me is what comes up when I think about building community. And so whoever's listening to this and said, bang on, fellas, great stuff today. Thank you so much. And please uh, keep those comments coming because if you have any questions, we don't need necessarily accolades, although we do enjoy them. If you have any questions, uh, please bring them out. But I mean, I think like Glenn is saying, the community aspect's important. One thing that's really important empowering I've seen is that for our students, if you can build a private community and online communities are fantastic, Facebook groups, as you can see here, Microsoft Teams, Mighty Network, whatever it is, building an online community is powerful. And it's become even more so powerful through COVID-19. Because one thing that we saw at Strata and through our student facilities that we're working with is that COVID ruptured the ability to have people in your facility. People became anxious about, about being around other people. So, what can we learn from that? Well, if we can't have people in front of us, but we also know that routine is king and our community is very powerful to get a referral network and people feeling comfortable with our brand and our flavor, how can we create an online community that people feel safe in, 
they can learn a lot from, and we can create what I kind of just coined yesterday when I was talking to one of our students, problem-solving content, content that solves some of our clients' problems without even seeing us and gives this beautiful culture of that the entire community is focused on one purpose, which is solving whatever your target audience's problem is. How amazing is that? And I think this is one of the challenges I've seen is people will open like a Strata Internal Performance Facebook group or Strata Internal Performance Microsoft Teams or whatever your business is called. And it becomes like this gratuitous, isolated social media dumping ground where it's like, hey, look at our new machine. Hey, look at our great stuff. And that's all fantastic. But what you're going to have a struggle with is you're not giving anybody anything of great value except for exclusivity. And why would they invite anybody to come look at the new machines you're getting? Why would they invite anybody in to see pictures of X, Y, and Z? You have to interact with people. You have to have a reason for people to come there, but it's really powerful as you enter into the sales process. I think it's really cool. I'm a big fan of it. And it's been, I think, a game changer for my business. And I've learned a lot from Brandon uh, in creating and managing, helping him manage, I guess I should say, the Facebook group and also learning and researching myself on the Facebook groups. And people really do want that online community feel. They want a place where they can gather and they want a place where they can learn because ultimately we are, as exercise professionals, in this maybe not necessarily unique place, but we have the kind of service or product that people need more nurturing, they need more community around, they need to build more trust before they say yes to working with you. A lot of times if you're looking to have someone do your roofing or detail your car or anything like that, you are going to take and look at these people as commodities. What's their price point? How soon can they get it done? It's gonna be a lot more logistical and uh, factual. But when people are looking, investing long-term in an exercise professional to help them with their bodies, they really want someone who they think they can trust and they can see themselves working with for a long time, even if their intention is not to work with you for a long time, even if they have like a short-term goal, they still wanna have a certain level of trust and you need a place in order to nurture that trust. And that's where I think the Facebook group becomes so big is because you've got a place now where anyone who ever might ever want to be with you in your services or work with you now is a place to congregate and talk. And listen, it's okay if they never ever purchase your service. It's really okay because now you've got a place where they feel welcome. They feel connected. They're looking at your content and who knows who they might refer down the line. I mean, it is an amazing organic way. And honestly, communities that are I, want to, I don't know if the word forest is right, but communities where people are creating the community with the sole purpose of trying to improve their bottom line, just try to get more people yeah. in the doors. I mean, that is, it's icky. And people pick up on that almost right away. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I've seen. I was just talking to one of our students, uh, Lance, yesterday, actually. And it was a great conversation because one of the challenges that he, we were talking about with him is something that I've experienced here. Greg Mack teaches an incredible thing called the 30 second commercial, which is a much more customized version of an elevator pitch of what you do. You can take that idea and if you connect it with the Sandler seven step sales process reverse negative, there's some really cool ways to have a conversation with someone and politely ask for the opportunity if they would like to move forward into a sales conversation. However, one thing that I've experienced over the years Besides that people are nervous to talking people, I mean, there's that IR issue we've talked about where people are nervous to talk to other humans. Even someone I was just talking to yesterday experiences that problem uh, pretty consistently. However, if you can find a way 
to create this amazing community that Glenn's talking about, that's extremely nurturing and informative, and it's really a positive experience, and you yourself are actually commenting and engaging with people in that group, having chats with them, and making conversations happen, and connecting people, that's amazing. But if you're talking to someone on the street, and you're like, I don't know if I should try to sell this person, or I should not, people are pretty wise when they're being sold. They don't like being sold. It's just like, I remember one time I was looking at buying a Toyota car years ago and I stood onto the parking lot and I was looking at a Toyota Scion and I was super excited to look at it. And then the car salesman came over and he started doing his thing. Hey, what are you looking for? How much money you got? Da, 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 da. And it was really a displeasing experience because I just wanted to look at the car. I wanted to be just left to look at the car. Now I was actually interested in purchasing it, but that experience kind of pushed me away and made me less interested. Okay, cool. So if we know like you, you don't want to be sold. You don't want to be the pushy sales experience. You're not really comfortable with just like, hey, talking to Glenn, telling him about your pains. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, come in for a sales consultation. I'm being a bit silly here. It's not great. But what if we can actually extend that sales process to a much more nurturing, right? That idea of people know, like, and trust. If we have our solid marketing strategies and our messaging is dialed in and we know exactly what it is we're selling and who we're selling it to, and we can make sure all of our content speaks to them. And we talk to someone instead of being like, Hey, you know what? I work with people just like you X, Y, and Z, but you wouldn't want to be interested in coming in for a sales consult. Would you, why don't we try something like, Hey, if you're interested, I have a free community where we do a live webinar on solving problems just like yours every Friday, no cost. Just join, be involved, enjoy the content. And when you get in there, someone will talk to you to find it a little bit more about you and see if we've got something specific to help you out. And I love that idea because what ends up happening is you end up, instead of it just being like a funnel of like find, integrate, stay, you actually enter into this kind of long form funnel where people can take up to a month, two months, six months, years if you need to, to experience your nurturing environment and experience you. And I'll honestly vet you, because I don't know about you guys, and I think Glenn might be like this too. I'm a class A lurker. I'll join a community or a group or a forum. Like when I was in Drumlands, there was Pearl Drum Forum, and I would sit there. I would never post. I would just read everything. But if you have people like that in your group, know, like, and trust. I think it's a really powerful strategy. I'm right there with you, and I can't say enough good things about, about creating community, because I, I really do think that because we are in an industry where it's flooded with exercise professionals and everybody is constantly either trying to one-up each other or they're trying to close the sale as soon as they can because they need clients because they've got that fear around not having enough money or not having enough income. It's very easy to end up wanting to rush the process. But if you look at people who have built really successful communities and a great example, do you know who John Berardi is? I do, yeah. So Precision Nutrition was created by John Berardi. I actually got to go to Western University uh, with a buddy of mine back when I was in, in, I think, university, back when he just kicked off Precision Nutrition. This gentleman, so eloquent, not pushy at all, great guy, just sharing content all the time, very active on his own Facebook group and his own platforms, grew Precision Nutrition to this multi-million dollar online business, just sold it, I think, last year, still consults with them, but just sold it last year, and never really once ever asked anybody to purchase anything. Like, I mean, there was like really soft stuff, like check this out, check this out. We've got this program coming up. If you're interested, here's the link. But just let people sit and be a part of his community and just, you know, every week on occasion, making a, making a, a request, just a really soft request. And his program blew up because he really came from a place of creating a community of 
of exercise professionals that want to learn more about nutrition and help their clients lose weight or feel their best or have energy to do all the stuff they want to. And just a fantastic example of a gentleman who created a business in order to support all that. So I can't say enough good things about having a community and not trying to push people to be your clients as soon as you can. In fact, going for the no and staying on the no side, listen, are you, are you interested in doing this? Like, I don't want you to feel pressured, but we've got this thing. Or, you know, even when we do consultations and whatnot, we're always going on the side of no. I never saying, hey, let's do an assessment. I ask people at the very end, listen, I don't know if you're so interested, but what do you think we should do next, right? This whole idea of staying on the side of no, providing great content, fostering a community might not get you the leads that you want upfront right now. But a month down the road, two months down the road, three months down the road, these people who've just been hanging around, just consuming your content, when they're finally at that spot where they recognize they have to do something about their health and wellness or whatever emotional pain is pushing them to be in your group and consume your content, that's when they're going to pull the trigger. That's when they're going to buy. And to be honest, those leads, as far as I'm concerned, are the hottest because they've already been hanging around for two months. They've been hanging around for two, two months, three months, six months. They know what you're about. They've heard you talk. They know how you articulate things. They know what you do. They're ready to sign on the dotted line. You just have to go through the process of talking to them to make sure it's still a good fit. I couldn't agree more. There's this kind of real cool thing with using online communities that I've become a huge fan of. And openly, I used the online community strategy when I was building my initial practice 100%. Because what ends up happening is you get all these amazing people who are excited about what you do. And they're all chatting. And they're all feeling comfortable. And ultimately, they get to experience the entire strata, Fitness Pro Mentors, Glenn, Brandon experience, so to speak, without being sold anything. And it's the exact opposite of what everyone else is doing. Because everyone right now is sell, get people in. Sell, get people in. Why don't we do this nice, soft, relaxing sales approach and welcome people in and give them a bunch of stuff? I have one goal when people join either of the groups that I help facilitate, the Strata Group or the Fitness Pro Mentors Group. Even if they don't buy anything, I want them to have such a good experience in any part of the process that they tell more people about it. I actually don't care. I do, but I don't care about people purchasing things from me when they join the group. I want to help people. I know that Strata can help people move and exercise pain-free. I know that Fitness Pro Mentors can help people build the personal training practice of their dreams. I know that. But if someone feels like the process is too pushy, the marketing is too aggressive, they feel like they're entering into a sales process, I want to try to deflate that as fast as I can with high-quality, nurturing environment. I don't want you to feel like you're just a number. I want you to make sure that even if you're on the free ride to watch the Minds on Muscle and see the interviews with exercise titans that we're doing and check out these programs, that you get so much value that you tell your friends. Hey, Brandon, Glenn, Taylor, and everyone at Fitness Pro Mentors, they're sharing so much information about helping people grow their career with marketing content. You got to check it out. And I think that that's kind of the idea. And that's why I love this. Is because this is all about Glenn and I talking about current problems that students are experiencing and we get to chat through this. This entire episode right now is because of the community saying, hey, we're struggling with this. I love it. You know, this made a really big difference for me uh, when I heard this and I talked to, you know, one of the other uh, coaches that I work with to help me with my mindset and growing myself. And he said to me, I, I can't honestly can't stress this enough. Have high standards, but have low expectations. Have high standards, but have low expectations. Have high standards for yourself. Be punctual, be professional, do your best, be focused. 
interact with people, do the work that you need to do, have high standards, but don't expect a lot from people. Don't expect people to join. Don't expect people to buy right away. Don't expect any of that stuff. But when you deliver everything to a very high standard and you have low expectations, this thing happens where all that pressure that you feel is taken off of you. Because I think one thing that a lot of um, young trainers and, and professionals in general struggle with, and I've seen with our students as well, is this expectation that everything's going to happen overnight, it's going to happen quickly, and they, they, they just expect this immediate return on investment. And I'll be honest, when you do have high standards and you work hard, you do tend to see a return on your investment quicker, more effectively, and greater than if you didn't have high standards. However, you take that pressure off yourself, you just do the best that you can, down the road, it doesn't, might not even be too long, it might even be a few months, you really start to see all those leads that you want come in because you are nurturing with people, because you're trying to help people. Let go of it being an overnight process. Keep watering those plants that are your community and your Facebook group and the in-house the in events that you run and watch your business grow. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be that staying power that you want. You want to have that consistent funnel of people coming in from your community that you know you can help. Because that, at the end of the day, is what's going to keep your business happy and healthy. I couldn't agree more, honestly. And I love, actually, what you just said there. What was it? Uh, high standards, low expectations. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, openly, I think there's two things you said there that are really important. We have a lot of people that come in, and you're probably like this. I mean, I want money and clients fast. I totally get it. Me too. He does too. You do too. Everyone beside you, who doesn't want money and clients fast? Openly. Um, but it takes a little bit of time and it takes a bit of work. Now, there are strategies you can do right now that'll make those results happen faster. And openly, my career is 15 years, almost 16 years in the making. Glenn's career, similar amount of time. It takes a mega amount of time to build that reputation and be trusted by your community. And when you start working on the marketing stuff now, it's why it's so important. Like I talked to someone yesterday and they were saying, well, I know it's important, but I haven't done it yet. You need to start it now because it's not about Brandon or Glenn trying to sell you an FPM. It's actually because everything you put in place now yields exponential viewership and return. You need to put the work in so people can start seeing you now. People get used to your message. They get used to your ITA. They get used to your face. They get used to the results that your business will give them. And that's where you need to put that time in right now. But through all of that, and I will tell you this as someone that was, I was younger, I was easily excitable with new ideas. I mean, I was really lucky. I was a high level person in my area. And there were so many times it was like, this NHL player is going to call you. This team's going to call you. This professional is going to call you. This actor is going to call you. The number of times I spoke to agents and people that were gatekeepers to someone. Actually, it's a funny story about that. It's a lot of time. There was one, there's actually one time that I won't say who, a fellow RTS instructor, international instructor, and him and I used to joke around and we would like, I mean, chirp each other. We're buddies. We were making fun of each other all the time. And he called me one day and usually when he would call me, I'd be in the middle of a work and I'd be like, hey, you jerk, what's going on? So at one time he called me and I said, hey, you jerk, what's going on? He goes, Brandon, I'm sitting here with a very important celebrity in our town and I'd like to introduce you to da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, Hello, <laughs> hello, sir. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> and it was just kind of this funny little... Anyway, to Glenn's point, always be prepared. In any event, the number of times I've had conversations like that where I could have worked with someone that could have brought me a lot of money and a lot of notoriety, those opportunities pop up if you work hard. But openly, a lot of those opportunities did not work out. 
So even now, when someone calls me and they're like, hey, this Vegas night player is going to call you, I, I don't have any expectations because I don't have to, I don't, I'm not worried about if they show up or not. If they do show up though, how exciting is that? Because that turns into really an incredible opportunity. And even next week, I'm excited. I'm working with an IFBB pro bodybuilder that, you know, mega massive dude. And that's going to be a lot of fun to play with. And you might even see some marketing around that. But work hard because there's no such thing as luck. Maybe there's a little bit of such thing as luck, but to those that work hard, that luck, when you're ready for it, will be there. And you can take grasp of those opportunities and that's where you can make it rain. And that's where being seen and putting your message out there is so critical. And the types of content you put out there, it's so critical. Anyway, we're ranting about that. Of course, we talk about that all the time, but that's where all of that needs to lead to a safeguard first step in a content to cash style sales system. What is that first step, Brandon? Well, that first step is community. Is that you're going to use all your marketing. And this is the idea. I mean, if you don't like this, I totally get it. You need to have some form. You need to realize that your business is some form of a funnel. Even if you don't like it. The idea of funnel, you know, click funnels has become really popular. And it's a, such a negative word soundbite. In reality, you have a funnel. People find you somehow. They integrate into your system somehow. And then they stay in your world somehow. So if you know that you have to integrate people once they find you into your world, I would advocate for a three-step process. One, a community, an online community. Why an online community? Well, you have full autonomy of what happens inside that community and it's COVID proof. It's pandemic proof. And that may seem silly, like why are we preparing for a pandemic? Well, this just happened for a year and a half. Why not create a community? So if we have to shut down for a year and a half again, we have so much great stuff in there and we can keep touch with everybody. And it's just not a newsletter because everyone's used to that nonsense. We can have some great conversations in there. From there, it turns into a triage call. What's a triage call? Well, you can make it whatever you want. My favorite thing to do, depending on who I'm talking to, is to jump on a Zoom call with someone for Fitness Pro Mentors or Strata. And if someone's really struggling with something, I got this back pain, I tried this, I tried that, I'm medically approved for exercise, but this didn't work and this didn't work. Hey, let's jump on a Zoom call and see if I can offer any suggestions. Make a face-to-face. And then from there, create an opportunity for the third step of invite them into your sales process. Whatever sales process you have, that's the third and final step. But if they say no, that's cool. I'm good with that. I've already nurtured that relationship and I've created, I hope, a new friend. And I've also been able to share some of my value with them with some problem solving content so they have a problem solved. So like I said, even if they don't enter into my sales process, they still think of me as a leader, an expert of the niche that I solve and they see me as a consultant for that problem. And I love that because now they're more likely to refer people into my world. And they're still in your world. I mean, this, this is one of those things where in a funnel, the reason why it starts up wide at the top and gets narrower and narrower is because you're going to have a whole bunch of your prospects that are going to slowly turn into leads and those leads turn into the triage calls. Those triage calls turn into consultations and they go through your sales process, but it's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And like we try, we don't try, we do speak to everybody that comes into our Facebook group. We always send them a little bit of a voice memo, get to know them a little bit more and then suggest some content. And if I said, well, we convert everyone all all the time, it'd be be a big, a big lie, right? I mean, it's a funnel like anything else, but we're always conversing with these people. We're always trying to give them the best experience and not to belabor Brandon's point too much, but we just want them, their first 
step into our online community, just like how we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, the first step into your gym to be this magnificent, beautiful, well-organized place where they feel comfortable opening up and talking to people and enjoying what they've stepped into. I think that's a good place to put a pin in today's episode, but I'll kind of throw this out there as the last thing. The 99% of the people I chat with for the mentorship who are interested in getting help with their business, I'll ask them, how do most of your clients find you? And most of them say, by referral. That's great. You will have a very hard time scaling your business as a personal trainer exercise professional via just referrals. And for some of you, if you're just a single nomadic person and you're not worried about scaling, hiring other trainers, you don't want to raise your rates up, you're not looking for high amounts of lead generation, that's great. You don't need to necessarily go online and you can continue to build a referral-based network. Openly, I've seen people who are gatekeepers, instructors for specific programs who make a killing because their referral network of two groups, the education company saying you should go see this person, they're the best in that city, versus and on top of their clients saying this is the best person in the city. That's an amazing referral network, but that type of model is not reproducible. You need to build finding strategies to have expert status consistently every month. I'm not asking you to fake being an expert. I'm not asking you to make stuff up. I'm asking you own the information that you have because ultimately you are amazing. And I say this all the time that if you're in this industry and you care about your clients, you have amazing information that you can share. And if you have an insecurity of sharing that over camera, talking to people, asking people what's going on with their body and talking to someone on the street, that's fine. But that's not hindering you. That's hindering your prospective clients. Uh, and to that point, right? why do we feel nervous talking to people. Why does any of that stuff happen? You know me, I'm classic people pleaser. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to ever have anyone feel like uh, they don't like me. Why does that happen? Because we have very high expectations of something going wrong when we approach somebody and talk to them, right? If you were to have low expectations and just present yourself in a very high standard manner, punctual, polite, kind, maybe offering something potential to their problem, but not thinking anything of it if they don't want to, not putting any pressure on them, that's beautiful. That's wonderful, right? So when you start putting a lot of pressure on yourself, that the people that you're with start feeling that you're putting pressure on them, right? High standards, low expectations. And be nurturing. Yeah. Help people. Be genuine. Because you're a good person. You're also great at what you do and you could, people could benefit from even some of the soft information, which is why I like this community idea because you create one piece of content, it's up there for years and people can benefit from it. I mean, I created a video on 10 squat hacks that was just kind of like a fun video I made during COVID and I made it a year and a half ago and it's still a fun, high energy video that people really enjoy. So I absolutely love it. So uh, get out there, break some eggs, make a community. Um, we got to talk about our picks of the week, which I'm going to ask Glenn here in a second. So he's going to be on the hot spot. But I will say this again quickly. If you're just tuning into this live, um, we do these episodes live every week. Glenn and I love doing them. And we want to make them about problems that you're experiencing. So please comment below. What are you struggling with? What are you working on? We will do an episode on it if we can help you. We got a ton of great ideas. But we always want to make sure that you're getting the most relevant and most helpful information from our group, speaking of online communities. And again, this Friday, 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m., Glenn caught me there, hour and a half. We are doing a three-prong webinar on social media masterclasses. We're doing uh, 
business ecosystem. So talking about the sales process, but a little bit more expansively. And Taylor's going to talk about client retention and management of your clients, which is actually such a huge pillar that no one talks about. It's boring, but that boring stuff helps pay the bill. So please tune in this Friday. It's going to be live in this group. So tell your friends, tell everybody. We'd love to have as many people in here that could benefit from it. And Glenn, what's your pick of the week, man? You know, I think we talk about it a lot, but I want to really speak about a personal experience with you today, which is uh, editing, film editing, and batching your content. So as you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum before, so I don't want to maybe belabor too much of it, but we were editing this podcast, and we were only taking maybe one or two clips each from the podcast. This 40-minute podcast we do every week, only taking one or two clips. Last week, I doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down, and instead of pulling out just two clips from the podcast, I spent only an extra 20 minutes, and I pulled out, I think, 12 different clips from the podcast, five for Brandon, five for myself. And those five clips could easily be two weeks worth of video content for my Instagram page, right? At least, right? I mean, depending on how often you want to post, right? How much of that tap you want to turn, right? So it's a really easy way to instead of having to set up your camera, film more content, post again right there, oh, I got a couple of settings today, da 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 eating up all your time. Honestly, we talk about this so much. Your ability to plan and triage and batch out content is going to save you all the time in the world. Right now, we're opening back up in Toronto. My schedule all of a sudden got a lot busier this week, and I'm so happy I took the time to take these longer-form videos that I have and edit it and batch them out so that I have this content for the future. It makes everything so easy. I did the same thing yesterday. I spent 20 or 30 minutes creating a new Instagram kind of Twitter looking backdrop. And then I just created 15 different um, little tidbits of information, ways I'm thinking about things to post. And that right there is gonna be my Instagram content for probably the next two or three weeks. And in total, it took me no more of an hour of prepping and planning versus, and I guarantee you, Someone watching this is doing this is spending probably an hour at least a week when they could be spending an hour for the month or the next two months doing their content. Honestly, there's much quicker and simple ways of doing it and batching and editing and repurposing is the best way and I can't say it enough. If you're not doing it now and you're stressed out about time, start doing it this way. Everyone start doing it right away. Dominic, if you're listening to this, start now. And openly, I got to give Glenn a huge shout out because he's done an amazing job of creating really, really cool looking content that is cohesive for myself to use, him to use, and Fitness Pro Mentors. And honestly, it works out in Minds on Muscle because frankly, it all works out for us that openly we're working all, Glenn, myself, Taylor, everyone here, we're all working towards helping grow our business. So it works out and benefits all of us and it benefits all of you. And so I'll say this, two things. If one, you are struggling with actually recording content, capturing it and making it look good and getting a lot of great stuff, message me and I'll give you some advice. I'm happy to help. If you are working to batch edit content so you can open up your social media world and really double down on your social media stuff and get your social media masterclass style information as best as possible, reach out to Glenn. Either of us are super happy to help. I'm OCD about collecting stuff and making it look high quality so we can do stuff like this. And we're working on even doing more stuff like that. But if you want to edit and get better at editing, you need to talk to him because he's a wizard at making his content go further reach out to Glenn and say social media help and he'll give you a bunch of free advice to get things rolling. Beautiful, Brandon. I appreciate the nod. And I also want to know Brandon Green's pick of the week. You know, I was thinking about a lot of different ideas. Uh, I actually have two I'm going to throw out there and one I've already said before, but I just want to reiterate it. And then the other one I think I've already said before too, but I want to add some extra value here. Um, one is a tech piece and then one's education piece. Tech wise, 
If you're someone who's serious about kind of building a podcast and doing live streaming for your business, I will highly recommend this device that's right here called the Roadcaster Pro. It is not inexpensive. Uh-oh, I think we may have lost sound. <laughs> Did I just pick it up? I lost sound for a second by picking it up. I'm so sorry. Are we back? We're back. We're okay. back. So I lost sound for a split second. So this thing is called the Roadcaster Pro. It is uh, like a multimedia podcast center, and it allows everything for people to call you in with a phone, to connect Bluetooth devices, uh, to connect devices through USB. You can have four different microphones in it. If you're looking to create an online media streaming podcast center, this thing amazing. You put pre-recorded sounds in it. It is, like I said, it is not inexpensive. It is more expensive than the Yeti microphone that's right behind us there. But I'll say this is if you've got two people like Glenn and I doing something, and you're going to have guests on and you're going to do uh, summit style events like we're going to be doing soon. Surprise. Um, this thing is absolutely amazing. And I highly, highly recommend looking into getting it. Uh, it's really I leveled up our production on top of this camera. So I highly recommend it. And another one, I want to take a quick step back and um, feeling kind of nostalgic here. The Resistance Training Specialist Program. I want to make that my second pick of the week. Glenn and I did a whole episode talking about programs that influence us, like MSS, like RTS, and many others. Um, but I want to give a shout out to RTS because openly, my entire thought process and philosophy and education worldview openly, oh, no lost sound. Thank you for whoever's watching. That was my end. Um, the Resistance Training Specialist Program really, really made me who I am today. The thought process from that program, rethinking things, challenging my thought process, it's an incredible program. And so I think many of you have taken it. Many of you are Brad Thorpe fans for ISOFIT. They've taken MSS. You've taken MAT. If you've been on the fence of taking the resistance training specialist, you're unsure of it, I looked openly everywhere for programs that can compete with it with the detail in which they go through machine analysis, um, muscular understanding about muscular mechanics, resistance and understanding the comparison of resistance profiles of strength curves to magnitude profiles. I was an instructor for the program, so I'm obviously biased. I am not right now, but I will say this, check it out. It'll help you think about things differently. And if you think about things differently, you'll see things differently, which I absolutely love. If you are interested in learning a little bit more about that as well, we actually did a podcast and maybe a two-part podcast actually with the creator and the CEO. I think he's the CEO. I'm not sure. But the head honcho over there, Tom Purvis. So you can go back through the Minds on Muscle archives, listen to a couple of those episodes. Really, really great stuff. He is. Very, and one of the things I love about him is he drops tooth, tooth bombs. He's very, very blunt and straightforward. I love that about him. I would definitely check those out if you want to learn more about the program as well. He definitely drops a lot of different kinds of bombs in the conversation, but there are actually three episodes. We did a two-parter for the Minds of Muscle where Glenn and I interviewed him, and then we also did a Fit Pro mini cast. So if you're in the Fitness Pro Mentors group, there's a live video stream where Tom and I talk about a bunch of different stuff, and openly, he's going to come back on, and we're going to be talking about some marketing and business stuff as it relates to training. So I'm super excited about it. But everyone... Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Glenn and I really enjoyed the Minds on Muscle podcast. Fitness Pro Mentor community, we want you to have the client-driven, data-driven practice that you, that you deserve and ultimately have a six-figure business at least on your own. And if you're looking to scale and grow your personal training practice, we have some amazing people that are in the mentorship right now. So you're going to see some really cool results coming up real soon. So please, if you have any questions, reach out to Glenn and I. We want to help you as much as we can. Thank you for being a part of our community. Glenn, high five, man. Cool, guys. That was a terrible high five. Let's do it again. High five. High five. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take we'll care, everybody. Friday for the webinar.